My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey you, welcome to episode 160 of Legally Clueless. Thank you for rocking with this podcast. But if this is your first time ever listening to the pod, welcome to the family. Join our Insta page. We are on Instagram, (laughs) yes, at Legally Clueless Africa. Yes, yes. A bit of a change to the handle and you can check us out on tiktok legally clueless africa and if you want to chit chat about this podcast on twitter please use the hashtag legally clueless so that it's much easier for me to stalk you check out our youtube channel really excited about that because you can watch our video series there there's two seasons out and there is a new episode on our tour series yeah if you're new around here i sometimes break into song (laughs) when i'm a bit excited but yeah legally clueless in dubai part one is finally out i know i teased to it in quite a few episodes but then because we ended up doing two trips to dubai we had to kind of restructure when the episodes would go out but part one is officially out on our youtube channel there's a lot of sun surfing in there There's a desert safari, poetry performers, Burj Khalifa, and of course, African stories. Our YouTube channel is Legally Clueless, but in the show notes, there's links to our YouTube, our TikTok, our Instagram page, and our Facebook. (laughs) Man, I always forgot about Facebook. Anyway, all the links are in the show notes. But speaking of stories that we recorded in Dubai, one of them is coming up a little later in this episode. Listen to this. So normally what people do, they call them bed spaces. So a person will just rent a room like this, a two-bedroom apartment or even a 1B. Then they will put deckers. Bed utapatalanayo pale kwa mlango kingia. Kumejezo bed. Noje decker. One, two, three, four. Zimeja. Sito. Kwa kila room kuna decker. Then sasa, the person anaipim. They put curtains. They put mattresses, then they bring all this uh, cooker, gas cooker, microwave, fridge. They put everything there. Then they advertise for Facebook pages and stuff. So the, normally the charge is around 24,000 to 30K Kenya shillings. Bed you down for a month. The person who sleeps up will pay around 16K Kenya shillings. There was a place in, in a bed space I stayed and there were like 26 people in like a two-bedroom apartment. 26 people. For someone like me, I feel like if I go back home, I didn't uh, go to Kampo. Already a lot of graduates back home. One of jobs. So imagine me coming back and I'm like, I'm looking for a job. That is Dennis's story and it's coming up in a bit. We recorded it while in Dubai and yeah. <laughs> I did not know about bed spaces and so many other things that he shared in his story. Okay, before we get to Dennis's story, the song of the week. I've played the song every morning for the past maybe two weeks thereabout. <laughs> I'm afraid I could be slightly addicted to it. It's by Asha. Remember her from Jayla and so many other awesome songs, but Everyone I've recommended this song to, they're like, oh, we only know that one song of hers. Oh, guys, she has such good music. Anyway, so the song is called Mayana and I really love it. It's such a sweet, cute little love song. And the music video is also pretty awesome. So put a link to it in the show notes. Check it out. Ah, I love it. It's got good energy. All right, while you're checking that out, this past week. Honestly, no, let me not do a heavy sigh. I feel like I made a bit of progress and was more in control with my emotions this past week. It was actually not a bad week, so I take back my heavy sigh. I don't know where it came from. Maybe it's just because I'm recording this at night, but there's no need for a heavy sigh. So Thursday, Thursday. I told you last week I scheduled my therapy session for Thursday because that also marked 10 years since my mom had passed away. And that was probably one of the wisest things I've ever done. on said day however i did wake up feeling a lot at peace weirdly enough obviously somber a bit because you think about the person you've lost but i could hear myself clearer anyway i'll get to that a bit later but so my therapy session was pretty awesome what we're figuring out is boundaries and mapping boundaries around me (sighs) 
it was it was so interesting honestly because i think for the longest time i focused so much because of the nature of my job on drawing boundaries between me and the outside world so people who listen to the show people who interacted with media stuff and entertainment stuff and i did a really good job of that but i didn't draw boundaries internally like so what my therapist does i'm not sure if i've shared this on the podcast if i have just <laughs> pretend you're hearing it for the first time so she draws like a circle and then a bigger circle around that one and a bigger one around that one and big one i have said this before so in the middle ideally it should be you so that you can hear your own thoughts and you can really live a true and authentic life and really be in touch with who you really are my tiny circle was really full of people (laughs) and so we're working on boundaries right now and it's not the easiest of things sometimes i think i'm a bit naive in thinking that oh things will just be so easy fall into place but it's not easy but it's necessary and I'm already seeing like the fruits of kind of like silencing everything around me I can hear myself so much clearer and even just things like poetry like I'm writing so much more so that's one thing you know we're unpacking in therapy but also grief so talked a bit about that because Thursday (laughs) and just really owned how broken my identity is because of grief it's shaky i think first you lose someone and something inside you dies and it's so hard to pinpoint what that thing is but you know it's there that's one two i think for me i don't know about you if you've experienced grief but like i think i tried to be like my mom at the expense of living a true life for myself and I thought I had a handle on that but I think it's something that I have to keep checking throughout or like expecting people in my life to be like her or assuming people in my life want me to be like her you know what I mean and these are all like really heavy things when it comes to your identity and oof I feel like the next phase of grief for me is going to be bundled in solitude you know it's it's going to be me walking most of it alone it's not a bad thing actually i feel like it's a necessary thing but yeah i think we really just unpacked how devastating grief can be to things like your identity but all in all i feel like this is the first time in ian's i can hear myself so clearly as difficult as that is to maneuver it's kind of fulfilling so yeah no reason for a deep sigh (laughs) this time around okay so i want us to jump into 100 african stories so when we found out we're going to dubai i was just like trying to find people to record you know africans living there i realized i before this trip i knew only one person (laughs) one person in dubai and and they're not even african but i was like what so I remembered my best friend Val has a friend there. Shout out to you, Nuru. Connected with Nuru and was just like, oh my God, I'm coming. Do you know people who'd want to share their story? Um, just Africans, just trying to understand what is the African experience in Dubai like? And one of the people that we were connected to is Dennis, who has the best humor, is such a storyteller. His story is about leaving Nairobi to go and hustle in Dubai ultimately and just kind of like the difficulties and highs of that journey and the misconception people have of him back home. A hundred African stories on Legally Clueless. Stories from Africa. So my name is uh, Dennis Miner. I'm from Nairobi, Kenya, but not specifically Nairobi, from Ngong, Ngong Town, Ngong Hills. I am also a DJ, part-time DJ. Actually, I'm Aji. Yeah, my stage names are DJ Swavisling. Yeah, so after high school, I wanted to join campus. I was supposed to go to Kabete Technical to pursue, uh, I wanted to do something electrical. So I applied for electrical and electronics engineering, but at that time, fees and uh, money issues so our family of course we are still hustling eh? struggling so i have an elder brother uh, who back in 2014 he managed to come to dubai he got a job through an agency he came to dubai so for me i was so excited in my head i was like i i have to go out of kenya in any country qatar at that time i think a lot of people were coming to gulf countries eh, to work i didn't mind any country that i would go to but my brother came to Dubai and, you know, he used to flex on us, Pale community. See, hey, this place is it's looking nice. 
So lazima I leave the streets nitoke tu kule hivi mtaani. So after nimekosa fees, so I was still hustling, struggling. I worked in a supermarket. That that time I was listening to you on Kiss, yeah. Yeah, I used to be there on my mulika mwizi and I'm like listening to Adele in the morning. So uh, yeah, I hustled, I hustled and uh, I managed my brother in the same company. He had their interviews and stuff and they are taking guys from back home through the same agent that he came with so he called me like he supported me like get your passport get everything right go to this guy and yeah nika manage and i managed to come to the same company in dubai actually i was excited i didn't even mind going like like uh, like uh, what do you call it like I feel excited like unaenda kwa ndege but i just wanted to land to leave kenya and land somewhere else start making money You know I was still young and I wanted you know, a bro is wearing all these J's Nike's so I want to dress nicely also at least in flex you know I'm still young so I was excited anyway it's the same I was not excited to to come to Dubai so when I landed you know I, I was still kuna ile fear factor like this country is an arab country so I, so I've heard stories before of them doing this and that but my bro used to tell me the place is nice it's it's cool you know but until I landed here so I was like I have to see it for myself to know that the place is cool because I I asked different people before I came here and they're like hey, this place you know those guys don't you cannot joke with this you cannot joke with that yeah, so I was like no issue man I'm here to make money yeah, so unlucky enough I got a job directly from when I was still back home yeah so nika come straight to Kani Mianza kazi yeah so I landed at the airport my flight I landed around 1 a.m. We were two guys from Kenya so we got in the same company interestingly enough we were from the same place so tukapata kazi then we landed we had to wait for one guy from UG who was coming his flight was around 3 he was landing around 3 a.m. so we waited in the at the airport for 2 hours and i'm just there staring at looking at people you know i've never seen so many people and the airport looks nice so like coming from back home and then you get here and there's a there's a uh, what do you call it a train kwa airport ndani you know i was the carpet everything was just no na nimetoka mtani mimi ni hasla mimi ni mshamba so so i was just looking at these people and at that time nakumbuka i saw some guys eh, who looked like they had a speaking swahili and they like ah nini wa kenya they were tanzanians but they were like arab people eh? they looked like arab arab guys so yeah so i looked at the place that time i was i just wanted to I'm not going back home in any time soon. <laughs> I'm finally here. Yeah, so the driver picked us up, the company driver, took us to the company accommodation that time in Alkuz. There's a place called Alkuz industrial area. So mostly unapatanga accommodations are that on that side. Accommodations mingi kwanga huko, the other places where they have accommodations even this side. So yeah, we went there the following morning. You know, we slept around 4. They told us you have to wake up early in the morning, go and eat. 6 o'clock by 5 o'clock the canteen opens at 5 go and take your breakfast you just go there at night no lights they told us your beds are here go there and you know and I'm waking with you and sleep the, that bed is empty that bed is empty you know i thought like we are coming and dubai is like fine eh? we are just chilling like a setup like this eh? but when we got there the accommodations they are like camps nikamona check vile you stay like people stay in campo so it's a it's a room and then kuna decas double decas and stuff so you guys are just there a room can have like five decas depending on the size of the room so there are guys sleeping down there where utalalaju and they are from different nationalities like everyone is from different nationalities so unapata muindian alachini yako you sleep up there and that at that time i came i was huge so this guy told me to sleep up there and i'm like hey man i can't sleep up there your place i'll fall down i've never slept kwa kitanda ya juu so i went there to kalalanga the first day i didn't even sleep one hour people woke up they started preparing blah 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 guys are there you know i'm used to these guys are walking with this they call it lungi nishuka you know they tie the, that shuka and they go to the washroom you go to the washroom naumo amejazana cuz no john it's a men camp niko wanaume so men only so unapata yeah that time i was confused about the place and then i came you see it's october it's still hot so the humidity 
from the moment we, we left the airport, the humidity was too much. So your time, so we went there, we had to wait for the, we ate breakfast. Everything is spicy. So kachai, the cup is like this. You know, for me, I, I come from home and I'm used to having tea with a big mug. So I come there and this guy just, the cups are very tiny. Okay, they are chapatis. I was surprised they are chapatis here. And they call them parata or even chapatis. Yeah? Indi uh, Indians, they call them chapati. So, okay, you, you take your chai, chapati, like that. But I was like, I was happy to see, my brother was, was not there in that, that specific place, yeah? but he was in another, another accommodation. But our accommodations were not as nice as the accommodations. So I was feeling, and some guys actually recognized me. Yeah, you, you're Steven's brother? Yeah, I said, yeah, I'm Steven's brother. Oh, I know him, we work together and stuff. I said, I felt, I felt nice, you know. And that time, so my savings, 8K, I bought an STG. You know, at that time, someone will tell you, you can have specifications, tamu tamu. Eh? So, you know, this one, even the camera is nice. So I came with it, I was flexing, and everyone here has an iPhone or a Samsung. So, <laughs> so you see all these Pakistani guys, they love Samsungs. Everyone has a Samsung, man, and everyone has an iPhone. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go That was the time, like, no, Nasasa, but I had to get internet. No, at least it takes to us our home. I'm an data bro, so that I can feel I can feel I'm at peace. Cause I don't know. Maybe these guys will kill me. After the entire time from the airport, the driver is driving. These two guys have slept because I'm told he said you can stay here. He was an Indian guy, so he's talking to me. I can't even understand what the guy is saying. His English is. I don't know. Yeah, and anyway, that is the language that we speak these days. So, we are talking now. When I'm talking to those guys, even at a way, you will not understand, like, what did you tell the person? Yeah. Yeah, so, at that time, and we are driving and driving. So, I, I was just reading signboards. So, just in case this guy takes us to the desert and slaughters us there, I'll know the way home. So, I, I look at these guys, they are snoring at the back. I could not sleep. I was so tense. So the whole experience was was nice to get there. So we we waited for the HR in the morning at eight to kakapale. People have already gone to work. The shifts used to start at six o'clock. So six o'clock, Munanza Kazi. It was a warehousing job. So this this company was a water. It's a water company actually. It's a very big water company. Yeah. So I used to work there. So what you do, the the, the buses will come and pick you up, drop you at the warehouse. So you will work there for twelve hours. You can work for eight hours from six to uh, six o'clock to two p.m. But if you need them, that extra cash. You have to work for overtime. So when we came here at that time, we have free accommodation. Anyway, in the in the salary slip, they are showing that uh, they tell you here what ground they are telling you is free accommodation. But for salary slip, they are deducting the money. So if they give me that money, I'm supposed to have a lot of money. So at that time, Nikwa back home, I signed like everything. The the offer letter. So they will send you a copy of the contract. So you have to read. But at that time, who cares? You just want to get out of that place. Eh? And you know you are there and someone tells you you will be earning 60k Kenya shillings. Ah, I was so hyped. And I remember before bus, Tukua, Tukua Kenya, I went to several uh, interviews. Eh? One time we went with one of my friends and the company was a Qatari company. But they were, they were still paying like 60k. So this guy told me, I was there, he was an ex-Qatari guy. He worked there as a security guard. He told me, you see that cash? It sounds more when you're here. But when you get there, the expenses that you're going to have, the money is not enough. But I was like, bye, you were there, you came back, you were flexing, you were just there chilling with the can of, of Tasca, and I'm just there chilling in Aganji. Yeah, so I tried different, like several places, different places. There's a place I got a job, but at that time I was still very young. I was 20 years old that time. So they told me, no, we want people who are 21 and above. Yeah, so after we met the HR, so they assigned us to that warehousing department. There were different departments. Eh? There was a tissue department, the water department, juice department. Yeah, so they, they assigned us to, to the tissue department. So when I got there, one of my friends, eh? so when I was back, back home in Kenya, uh, I was working in a movie shop, a movie store. My brother was working there previous, like before. So when he left, Ali and Akongalesha, the boss, and the boss lady let me come there. So the guy who he was working with, eh? came before me, like a month before me, and he was taken to the tissue department. So we used to work together back in Kenya, from the same place, Ngongbado. So then we got, the, I was taken to tissue to the tissue department, and I was like, man, this is, so we became, we were, we were best friends from Kenya and now. So we worked there, but the guy was telling me, man, the job is not easy. It was very hard, and we are working with the, all these 
Egyptians at that time we were working with Egyptians and if you know working with the Arab Arab people naturally they are loud so even they can be talking and laughing they are joking but they are so loud you feel like these guys are shouting at me so so it was tough job the job was hard the place was hot i was sweating that time i was huge so i was i was just sweating and at some point i remember i was like man why did i even come to this place the place is hard but i kept pushing that time we don't have money atuna doza kubai bako ya ku to wash slippers you know you are just sent by your parents just to go and hustle i've not met i've not yet met my brother i don't know how i'll make money i don't know i don't have anything so we went to the hr they gave us an advance of 800 dirhams so at that time the rate was by 23 but now it's like 30 so it was for me i saw it was a lot of money because at that time you are buying a, if it's food if it's that that soda eh? like a fanta it's like 75 fields and you have 800 in your pocket i was flexing that time so my brother sent me a message you know i got in contact with my family i told them i'm fine and when i started my my the shift i was just working for 8 hours so i was like this place is nice considering in kenya you work from 9 to 11 12 kwa movie shop you get home at 1 i have worked in a supermarket you start at 7 you close at 10 so this place i start at 6 by 2 o'clock I'm there chilling browsing I have wifi it's not like home I have to look for that for data I have to buy yeah, so I loved the place so I got the money and then we I talked to my brother he said now you can come and visit me on my side so that time I don't know how we are going to get to that place are we taking a bus are we taking the train so the guy was like no you have to take a bus then you have to take a train then you have to take a bus again to my place so we bought a bus card normally here traveling you need a bus card right so this bus card you just buy the card from the metro station it's like una load simu una load token ama vile una load token so anytime you tap when you go in it will deduct the cash when you tap out so when you're going in the train station you tap in you go in then and the same thing when you're going out but if you don't tap it tap out it itakata to do unajua some people are very smart the driver doesn't check the buses that don't have makangas they just stop you come in you tap peke yako nobody will tell you like tap this tap that because they have random checks randomly from the government the roads and transportation authority so they they can pop up anytime stop the bus everyone they will just start scanning the card if you don't have any card they will they will arrest you and when you are arrested here you are done there's nothing else you just taken to jail one month deported you will not carry anything no money nothing you just go back home empty handed so no need to risk so we just came and we had fear like you cannot cross the road in a place you have to go to the zebra crossing is that side of the bridge <laughs> and i remember we actually we got lost at some point before we went to meet my brother so finally i met my bro we went to one joint to take to eat i remember the first time i ate all these sandwiches you know the menu comes and it's it looks nice i want this i want this that day i'm telling you tumbo in toambio my stomach that day, i could not sleep I said in my life this sandwich I'll never eat it again. And they they ate, you know, they ate. We went me and my friend, you know. Uh, his name is Kamal. So me and Kamal we went there and tukakula me and my brother he showed me some of his roommates wa Kenya bado. So we talked and they were so freestyle they were just freestyling to that place. Still there in Alkuz Mchangani they call it Mchangani because it's a it's just a desert. Yeah. but there are those accommodations eh? but any place fit to to live so mchangani there everything is there i didn't know people drink here mm-hmm. i found out there so they they have all these beers that they buy very strong beer kama changa depending on the one that you want eh? there's that with 5% alcohol in it there's one with 8% alcohol in it so they love those ones it's called red horse pombeflani to red horse so the red horse is what is the best come if you are spending your own money and you want to get high and you go and buy red horse because if you drink five you need mzinga right 40% so i got there this guys they are tukopale mchangani the guy is just ordered you know just call they normally call the plug uh, uh, you know the, that guy is uh, indian eh? you just tell him buy you know they call him buy buy his brother eh? in in india buy just bring for me five red horse so they they might sell like five for 25 dirhams yeah so the guy just brings like 10 everybody two two so that day i was actually i was excited we had fun that day and, and i was relaxed back in the days there were these events eh? like kenyans who organize kenyans in dubai we will go to like a beach we just go there we contribute like 15 dirhams each to buy kuku because kuku here is the cheapest thing right now like kuku here is, t- is 10 dirham that is like 
300 Kenya shillings eh, for a whole chicken. Eh? But beef, for a kg of beef, you have to pay like 600 Kenya shillings. So sometimes even the chicken on offer is 10 dirham. It's like that 300. So one for 150. So what you do after shopping, end of the month, you're shopping, you just go there, you buy your chicken, like four chicken, every week one chicken. You can eat chicken here, you just, oh, chicken sandwich, everything. So they, we know what, what we used to do, Guys, who I don't, I didn't know the people, eh? but that was the first time that I met this guy. So we, my brother told me, you guys need to give 15 dirham each so that uh, they'll, they will buy this and that and that. I said, no issue, man. I have 800 in my pocket. I'll pay. So the guy was like, you know, he used to tell me, eh? you, you think that this 800 is a lot of money. It's not a lot of money. But for me, I didn't care. I was like, this is money for me. You want us to take a, tab, a taxi? You know now, you've got money. Eh? So yeah, I felt nice and I was still young and stupid. That time. So we, we, we went to that beach. I met Kenyans. That was the first time I saw a beach. Like I've never gone to coast. <laughs> to Nairobi, to Nangi coast. I've never been to coast. And this beach is nice, Mamza Beach. Yeah. And when you're in Dubai side of Mamza Beach, you'll see the buildings on the other Emirates, Sharjah Emirates. They look nice. So I was, I was, I enjoyed, I loved the place. So that day we ate. I think people drank, but I, I didn't know, you know, Pombe was being served Chinyamaji eh? for the OGs. Eh? For us, we were just drinking the, your Fantas and your, your drinking water like that. So yeah, we I was still afraid of the, of the ocean. I've never done anything like that before. So the first experience was nice for Dubai. Mm -hmm. And until, so that time um, I got my first paycheck. Actually, the advance, they were deducting it after three months. Like, what I, in a period of three months, in a span of three months, they deduct the money until they get their money back. At that time, they were, in that period, they were paying very well. They were paying good cash. So we used to have money. I'm, I don't, I'm not paying for any, any house. I'm not buying any food. I'm eating there. So once I receive my cash, it's my cash. First thing I did, I bought a Samsung. <laughs> this XTG phone was just killing me. It was slow. I bought my Samsung. I just threw this one away. So that time I received my first mula, then I started now catching money. Look, I remember my first shoes actually in Lizzie Post Facebook. I bought my first J's. Yeah. So at that time I was flexing. I, I bought my first J's. I think they were in bow. I don't know. But as long as they were, they were J's. So I, I bought my first J's. I, I remember I went to, to the mall with my brother and uh, he bought, he, I, I saw a watch and I liked the watch, but the watch was expensive. It was like 300 dirham, eh? 350 dirham. That's like 12,500 12, right now, Kenya shillings. Eh? But I said, I like, I love this watch. I said, I only have 150. At that time, I didn't have money. He told me, take it, I will give you, then you will pay me back. He used to trick me like that. Eh? Just, if you like something, you buy it. You no problem, you're making money. You don't have any kids, you don't have anything. At that time, you're just, you know, I get my money, I send back home because the entire time that I was home, my brother was supporting my like our family. He was used to send money, send money. So when I came back, I had to like pay him back, even though he didn't ask for the money, but I, I didn't feel anything like spending my money on him. And I still had to send money back home. So I was just sending home. Even if they are not asking for the money, I'll still send. Until things changed. We were transferred. We were taken to a place called Fujera. You know, this place has five, like seven Emirates, I think. I, I forgot. So Dubai is just here. Dubai is fun. It's nice. But there are those Emirates that are very, very far. It's very, it's like going to Abu Dhabi. But now Abu Dhabi is, is a developed city. There in Milima. Now see all these Milima, green Milimas, those dry, hard rocks. You see those hard rocks, eh? You know, and this, all those guys are wearing all these kanduras. They call them kanduras, these long clothes. I'm like, I was telling my friend, this is where Jesus was born or the Israelites came. <laughs> I've never seen such a place. It was far. So it's a place where you pay 25 dirham to come. You'll spend almost two hours on the bus before you get to Dubai. So in a place far, and come on an ax. So we got there. So I was, we were taken out to the factory, the main factory of the company. So one, one and a half years passed, I'm here. So I was taken there. You know, lifestyle here was fast, sweet. Then all of a sudden, same, same setting, there is an accommodation, everything. But now I was in the factory. Life there was even harder than I thought. You're working in a place, there's no AC. There's no AC. Even summertime, it's a warehouse, no AC. Mkona fun. And let me tell you that fun, itakupepeta, you feel like you unota jua. You know, it, you, you are sweating, but you switch off the fun. In a two more heat, your side. 
So like I got used to sweating. Even you are just working, the sweat is just you just do. Unafanya tu hivi. Umesweat miguu viatu kila kitu. Actually you take a shower twice. And even showering is for imagine moto my friend. The, the water is very hot. You go to the shower you have to before in the morning you have to leave magic kwa so that when you come in the evening at least you shower with cold water mm. because the, and you leave, you put the water in the in the room because even when you leave it outside it will still be very hot so summers were the hardest ramadans were the hardest those guys there when they are fasting they don't work they tell you my friend you are eating please help please help you overwork and in the factory now you know there is production so tissue keeps coming and coming and coming and that time i'm like now it's time for me to go home vacation is almost here two years i'm almost two years here now i have to go home for like two months eh? so i need cash they'll pay for a plane ticket return emirates no issue they they always they will deposit money in your account eh? but do you want to spend mtani you are from dubai my friend you have to show you are from dubai now my bro used to go home eh? and he's that guy Yeah, so he goes home, he flexes. But for me, I'm like, hey, it's easy, I don't have money. So before your time, if you can say, I don't have money. Two, two, two years, Aisha. Yeah, I went home for two months. I stayed there, go to home. Vacation was nice. Then I came back. The entire time, job is stressful. Now they've already started cutting. They started deducting now. They are saying we will not get incentives. You will not get commissions. You will not get this. So salary, actually that time when we came, the salary was like 70K, you know, and I'm not paying anything. The salary dropped up to like uh, 35K now, half the salary. And now, to make matters worse, now they told us, if you stay here, we will deduct you will only earn around uh, 30k kenya shillings we will deduct that money so you imagine you are just earning 30k and you are staying there you've not eaten you've not done anything that is everything that they are giving you and the place is still far i used to look for jobs back then but like i didn't get any even the time to to go for an interview you can't get time you are working a 12 hour shift sometimes even a, a 16 hour shift the place was hectic production was just they were just producing massively because it's a big company so uh, It was very, very challenging. And actually, it was me and my friend there. And all those guys, you know. Do you see them holding hands? They are touching each other. They are... Because this one guy will be sending you kisses. So for me, I found it very weird. And these guys, kept, they, they will keep stalking you. You know, they have, they have this ideology of, like, African men. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know what they say. So they all they watch all these dirty videos and stuff. So they think that ah, especially this one is tall. So he has to be very big. They used to stop me and they're like, "You same same." You know, they have a picture. "You same same." I say, "Yeah." I mean like this same. Africa, all Africa. You know, you just tell them all Africa like that. Them. They are very mad. It's a very different experience. Dealing with those ones was not an issue. Dealing with Egyptians that we used to work with. These guys used to shout. And the only thing the guy knows is why. He will keep asking you why, why, why. You try to explain to the guy he doesn't know English. My friend Kama used to have a very hard time because for him he speaks proper English, like the way we are talking. But you have to break it down in their English so that they can understand. Mm-hmm. So this guy will offend the guy. The guy will rant in English. These guys are just looking at him like, what is this guy saying? I'm like, my bro, just tell me your angers and I'll translate. <laughs> <laughs> at that time, like from home, I'm missing like my family. a point, like I just, I just miss my people. I just miss my dad, my, like my entire family. But then I need money. So then it dawned on me like this is the time that I need to three years I've already I've already finished three years here. I did a course on logistics and supply chain management when I was here in in a certain college. So that when I got that kapepa uh, where I was working in the factory there was an opening for a storekeeping position. So they called me there. But the person in charge the manager Egyptian again. So we used to at that time I was thinking about cosetid ready and stuff. But this guy didn't love didn't like my hair. So used to bug me, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to cut. So eventually I, I, I was like, I was not comfortable actually. I shaved, but then I, there was a chance for all this. I was just there, in and out of the warehouses and the factory. So then things got a bit complicated, salaries very less. At that point now we are not staying in the accommodation because the salary would be less. So we are living outside. The salary is around 37K. And uh, don't forget people back home, they think our jamal yomoka. 
these guys are living lavishly people back home they normally assume like we have money we are very rich those guys in dubai they are living lavishly of course kwa ground kenya it's hard but here it's even harder because i'm getting 37k uh, that is like 1002 i have to pay rent from there that, at that time we were lucky we were just paying 350 the place there was not expensive so from 1002 you have to pay 350 for rent you have food you have to eat like around let's say 400 or even 300 eh? so that's already 650 then because the where we were living and the place we were working was far so we bought that scooter that car scooter eh? small one eh? you see me i'm huge but i was sitting on that car scooter on a hill every day so if it gets any fault your salary is done you don't even have any backup actually there was a local joint uh, pakistani shops there and one resto we used to go there and eat then we'll just write the bill we will pay at the end of the month yeah we'll go there the shop also tutafanya hivyo it's already three years but someone who's back home is like that person has been in dubai for three years they're supposed to to have done something so at that time nime come niko 21 years 22 23 So so says only me on like life is I need to do something. So I I was, was looking for a job seriously but I didn't find any job and the job there was giving me pressure. So what I did I I I just took a jipanga and my with me and my friend Kama and we decided we are going to resign that time. So we resigned. And you know in, uh, funny thing when we were working there the supervisor used to like uh, threaten us. I will terminate you. I will cancel if you don't do this. I will terminate Egyptian guy. And he was shouting I'm telling you. That guy was shouting. Everyone kwa warehouse will just stop because they know kuna kuna shida. So when when it was time for us to resign just before Ramadan we decided we cannot work another Ramadan. It was back in 2019 with this heat no ac no nothing the break is only 30 minutes break for you. you and that time now you're working for 16 hours you come 6 o'clock in the morning you leave the place 10 pm and it's standing you're just standing the entire night the entire day it's not easy you get home maybe you just sleep wake up come back to work so we resigned actually and they they, they gave us a hard time you could resign they said no you cannot resign now we don't have people i said but you umekoki tutisha you at every time you are telling us you cannot resign you cannot do this yeah so later i try i said i talked to the manager the manager they spoke then they didn't do anything i spoke to the hr directly the hr said i'll call the manager the manager they spoke their language hindi they forget they forgot about me so i i knew now i'm alone so i told my friend you know what we will do we will not go to work They're saying they don't have people so either way they are going to lose us we are not going to work anymore because we already finished our more than three years we've been working in this company you know for three years we've been working in that company so it's time for us we are done after they saw we are serious and we are not coming to work they used to call every time please come to work come to work and it's a place where if one person misses you guys you're screwed so uh, what happened the hr okay say just go back to work because after you resign eh? After you resign you are supposed to do like a 30 day period grace period for them to replace to find someone to replace you so i went i went there we went back we started working that is that was may 2019 so we did that may the first week of may i saw a job interview dubai here in dubai it's now it was a walking interview most of most of the time people apply jobs online so then i came i took a bus that day i told my boss my the supervisor in charge I will work an extra day in that 30 day I will work an extra day just let me I have an interview let me go He said no problem so I came for the interview I was like I'm just coming if they give me the the, the job okay if they will not I'm still going home I'm tired and my parents back home are like if the job is too hard just come back home that at that time my bro alikwasha transfer you I was taken to Oman same company so I didn't have anyone here so I just resigned and uh, so when I came for the interview luckily I got the job because they saw I have an experience with a big company and uh, yeah i got the job at mass now they told us this is a chocolate company blah blah lot of things yeah. so that's how i started working in mass when i got the job they told they told me we will contact you for a second interview so i went home i didn't tell anyone actually that time i had one suit nilikuwa nimebaingi suti moja the entire time i was in dubai i was just wearing jays na makofia and you know manaiki you know you have to But then I was like, hey, what if not nikona ka occasion or there is a wedding? Let me buy a suit. I had no idea about anything, any idea about suits. So I walked into this place, the suits are these cheap cheap suits, eh? shiny. A gray one, eh? I bought a gray suit, me and one Ugandan guy. The, the guy bought a black suit. So I was like, I want that gray one. I have to look shiny. So I took the So it was just there. I never suit in Kenya happy. Na hiyo joto ya Dubai. So the entire time I used to have that suit. 
it was just there in bed in the point you back a suitcase so that day the day of the interview that's when i decided let me just wear this suit and i like i was like my guy you look nice you know i'm in zoya na apron na all these side pocketed trousers and viatus ngine so that time i kept a look kilakuli for fine i thought i looked fine i had two interviews that day so i go to dubai There's a place here Salaldin there was a you know here when you're here you try out any position akuna limitation so i went to the first interview was a call center call center interview pale ni mechocha cv call center i'm working currently working as a call center uh, so i went there i i didn't know they are going to give me that mic yeah now they will play a rec- they will just play a recording and then they tell you now interact with this customer eh hey, nearly freeze my friend i was just there This customer keeps bugging me I just uh, she wants a refund and stuff the interview was about a refund and stuff I just told her come we'll give you your money <laughs> I say you're not supposed to refund to give any customer their money back so I failed that interview at that time it's hot nime sweat like vest yangu ime sweat yeah I'm there with the coat na shati yangu ya white so I had to go to one joint one all this uh, kasupa I bought a uh, a new vest so ndondoni sipoteza ile 10 yangu vest actually ni tender ame hiyo ni 300 kenya shillings so ndondoni sipoteza hii 10 kuna kungana zile uzango 3 packs for 10 so it's me walking with that with two other vests and my wet vest together so i changed kwa metro in the metro station kuna washrooms and stuff i went there i changed my vest they can look fresh I went for the second interview. I got there guys are well dressed. I'm telling you, these guys they look like they have experience. Wamengara, suti yangu inakaa tu hivi hivi sasa. I'm like, "Hey, Rada." So, the place was packed. The interview was like an hour I passed, then they called me up for a second interview. Actually, when they called me for like they called me, "Dennis, you passed the interview, just come for a second interview." So, at that time I'm still like I'm tired of Dubai, nimechoka na UAE. So, I went for the second interview, maybe na Uh, that day i didn't even dress up formally like nini nilikuwa nimengara tu vivi tu jeans nike zangu and i went these guys were like my guy you're coming for for an interview you should have dressed nicely but i told them you just give me the job because i, I how much are you offering so that i had the salaries much better than the place i was in but still so that at that time i'm earning uh, what they, they offered salary of around same 70k but now i'm moving back to dubai with no accommodation that place i was paying 350 dubai here and that in, in fujaira we were living only three guys in a room so when you are staying three guys in dubai or in anywhere here in uae mna live large because mna do ama uka una do yako you can stay alone so 350 350 350 we pay a very nice room but that time tumechukuliana your place eh? there are pakistanis in one room there are one nigerian guy with his wife in one room and then us kenyan guys kwa room yetu so we everybody is just paying that same amount to my collect we pay the room so here in dubai to pay for a bed that's why accommodation is expensive so normally what people do they call them bed spaces So a person will just rent a room like this, a two bedroom apartment or even a 1B. Then they will put decas, kama kampo. And I'm telling you Kenyans are business people. Bed utapatana nayo pale kwa mlango ukiingia. Kumejezo bed, unaje deka 1 2 3 4 zimeja. Sito kwa kila room kuna deka. Then sasa the person anaipimp you know they put curtains they put mattresses then they bring all this uh, cooker gas cooker microwave fridge they put everything there then they advertise kwa facebook pages and stuff the down bed ile achini wewe ukilalapo any sauce ukilalapo any sauce so unapatanga normally the charge is around 24000 to 30k Kenya shillings bed ya down for a month you've not eaten you've not done anything na salon imeambwa ni like 70k ukikalculate your time 70k so that imeenda kwa cage kwa nini mimi ni huge so i remember when i went to that time first time i went to masafi accommodation the second night i was sleeping i turned and the bed fell down on this pakistani guy the guy was was screaming at night so they had to tell the guy like you can you'll sleep up this guy will sleep down so since then i said i'll never sleep on hapana acha hata ndo yangu tuishi tu pale kwa rent lakini kitanda ya juu hapana na mimi nime tunaweza kuwa nimekuliwa na shida sana before it goes your bed so the bed is very expensive bed ya chini so waju the person who sleeps up will pay around 16k kenya shillings yeah so and you know these places if you are a couple no problem you if you are a couple now it's more expensive you will pay around 35k bed ya down so ule atalipa 30k sasa mwenye kujua so that is four people eh? 
And things, life goes on. Then the place now is packed. There was a place in, in a bed space I stayed and there were like 26 people in like a two bedroom apartment. 26 people. We were packed, fine people are couples and stuff. So Keja Unapata house is like houses are very expensive. So you rent a place and then you rent it to other people. Yeah, so you are making your profit and it's a very lucrative business here in Dubai. People are doing it, Africans, all this. Or you can just partition the place. Na cardboard, partition, kakitanda to kamoja. Then you rent it for like 37k, 35k for a place. It's expensive. So, so you tell someone I'm earning like 100k. Na 37k. So you've not eaten. Transport, monthly transport, average, ni like 10k, 15k. Like at a 15k for a month, 12k up, let's say 12k average. So rent to Melipa 30k, 12k that's already 42,000. You've not eaten if you have a family, let me tell you, those people with families with, with wives and a wife and kid, you need to send to pay rent back home, you need to feed the people back home. People are struggling upper Dubai, but hey, there are people with good jobs, people with very good jobs two days of salotamu, depending. But Dubai, I'll say, there's no limit to like. Job, I'm an, you know, for, especially for, for someone like me, I feel like if I go back home, I didn't uh, go to Kampo, already kuna a lot of graduates back home, wana jobs, so imagine me coming back and I'm like, I'm looking for a job, what did you study? Nothing, you see, but here, all it takes is, is experience, you know, if you have a certain, like, experience, and when the two pale, and even you lie on your CV, like, you just, you can, not just CV, you just, Bandika pale wongo mingi wana experience, blah, blah. As long as you have the experience, you learn in the job. Mm -hmm. Then you get the job, unanza kuan some cash, but still, everyone is just managing. Even those when you are miyomoka, because you know more money, more, more problem. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you find a person, start like, kaniki vilesani lianzanga hii job, singe lala kwa bede nye kwa hivi, so I took, I looked for a better place. But still, it's difficult for you to take like a place like this. You have to be earning a lot of cash. You have to be like a manager or somewhere, yeah. And then that is just the cost. And you know, most some people what they do, like come away, who could become an agent. People book visas, visit visas for three months or a month. So normally a visa is like three months visa is like thirty k Kenya shillings, mm -hmm. uh, from twenty five to thirty k. Then you book a flight, return flight. You have to return to be returned because you're on a visit. So you come here, you pay for a bed space, you buy yourself food. You have to come with transport money. You have to print out your papers, get your document, documents right. Have all that thing, like all those things take money. Then you start now looking for a job. You know, that's a risk. Average cost will be like 200K. You've already made a 200K kusaka job. Now people lack jobs here. Three months in Asia. Amata, maybe people took loans back home. Your parents took loans. You're coming to look for a job. Six months in Peter, you keep renewing your visa keep renewing your visa, no jobs. But you might get lucky, you get a very good job. Because the jobs from agents, normally na kungani low paying jobs. Utakujapa na salo ya 35k, 30k. Hapo unatumiwa, hiyo ni dondogo sana hii Dubai. Ama any other Gulf country. But woki kamna visit visa hako and maybe you are graduate and you have some experience and it's already attested kwa embassy. Everything for you it's right. Eh? You can get a very nice job based on ile whatever you umesomea. But a lot of people ni kama tu Kenya. People are working in places, the careers they are that's Dubai. But so for me, it was like challenging me to the home. So when I'm here right now, I coming in a story where we are housing, then logistics, then size in sales, sales and marketing. I'm in the sales business. So and I'm, you, know, you, you can grow easily, you need to. Then it's challenging for those people, there are guys when you unapata like visa may expire, someone doesn't want to go back home. You are stranded here, of course, overstay. They'll call it overstay. When you overstay, they start charging you. So the first day I think is 150. Then from there it will be 125 every day, every day. So you find someone with overstay of around 17,000 dirhams. That is like almost a meal plus. People are here just stranded. They cannot go home. Then after six months, this is Dubai and Abu Dhabi, visa of course, they will abscond you. That means... You cannot renew, you cannot get a job, you cannot renew a visa. Even when you're on overstay, you can get a company that's willing to pay the overstay for you and apply for your resident visa. But if you're absconded, you have to go, like they can deport you, they just deport you. And you'll never, you'll be banned from coming back to Dubai. So there are a lot of challenges people don't know. People came to Dubai, you, you wonder why your person is never coming back home. They are working, but it's very risky. Nugget. So we moved from there, Nikaanza job mpia. Nirudi back to job because that job it was not easy. So um, it's a face. It's a, like a first 
paste environment yaku wake because sells such chocolate dubai like snacks they move and you know the brands ni kubwa so sneakers bounty all these things they are moving so these people expect huge sales so imekuwa tu ni challenging but i learned in the job na the job is so nice says the complain the kazianyo it's comfortable it's, it's good for me yeah so but still hatuna kuna kulala we still look for jobs every day opportunities every day that's why for me if i'm like sitting with some of my friends i normally tell them keep sending those CVs apply your kazi ya manager apply your kazi ya CEO they will call you maybe you utabatika that's why you know what a CEO does but in Kenya they have to like the conversion of processes and stuff so the good thing about Dubai is that but it's very expensive catch more african stories in the next episode of legally clueless i'm so grateful to dennis for you know finding time to come to us and share his story with us and he's just got good good energy i think i've gained a friend from recording him for the podcast let me tell you i had never heard of bed spaces before and i'm still so shocked i'm still so shocked about it i was shocked when i was recording the story when i was editing even now I'm still like oh what I like that he talked about the expectations that those of us at home have of you know our family members and friends who travel to different countries to work we think they're like rolling in money and people are really just the same way we are at home hustling super hard to just make ends meet and also when he talked about the cost of living vis-a-vis what you're earning so it could be seen as you're earning a lot but if the cost of living is high then is it really a lot you know but yeah very very thankful his story just was so eye-opening for me and you can watch him tell it actually on our youtube channel in the legally clueless tourist dubai part one episode that just went out dennis is in that episode and if you're listening to this and wondering how you can share your story on this podcast if you check out the show notes there is a link to a google form just fill it out and i'll get back to you what's really awesome is this past week i spent wednesday the full day morning to evening recording stories in person not virtual so that was really great to get back to and it's always so awesome meeting people who form the legally clueless family and then hearing their stories you know another thing is that you can catch this podcast if you're in kenya on trace radio here just go to traceradio.co.ke and the podcast plays there every monday and wednesday at 1 p.m and 11 p.m and every friday at 1 p.m so if you go to traceradio.co.ke you can check out the list of the frequencies for wherever you are in kenya for you to be able to tune in thank you so much for listening to this episode to the very end what i wish for you in the week going forward is grace which is like a standard here but it's such an important thing by the way (laughs) the more i dealt the more i understand this and i also wish you the strength to forgive yourself that's always the tricky part forgiving others is really easy but yourself not so much so those are the two things very randomly (laughs) i don't know what exactly is going on in your life so this is a random wish for you if it just happens to stick a coincidence it's the universe grace and you know the strength to to forgive yourself that's it for this episode of legally clueless you can share this podcast with your friends you can keep it for yourself i'm not judging just make sure you're here next week for the next episode